This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. If you listen on the Entail app, that's E-N-T-A-L-E, Photos, links and videos of what we're talking about will pop up as you listen. Have a look. Hello. Hi, everybody. Are you absolutely fine? How are you? Well, I'm absolutely fine, but it's my fucking birthday tomorrow. And I feel like hell. I do. I have to tell you, I feel like hell. My dad died on my birthday. <laughs> you can't argue with that. I mean, 19 million years ago, 19 Oh, okay. Okay. So it's... Okay. Because okay. <laughs> when someone mentions death, you kind of go, is it... Is it I, I, okay. But we'll be guided by you about how not funny or well, anyway go that's the least of it okay <laughs> oh, god. oh god another year yes I've thought of I'm I've thought of three I'm absolutely fine butts today and I've forgotten them all because right. I'm just a sort of crumbling skeleton housing a sort of amoeba in my head that isn't really a brain and doesn't fire on any electrical synapses at all but what is it about birthdays it's not just getting older yeah it's just so triggering so apart from the fact that I'm delighted to be here with you beauties you know not so hot to be honest, how are you, Em? Well, I'm actually fine, but uh, today I have a big confession to make, which is that I um, I had to do a, a hard thing, which is to be a grown-up and call a potential school for my daughter to find out a piece of information. And I'm so nervous that I asked Annabelle to do it and pretend to be me. I don't know if you actually asked me or if I said, oh, f- oh for God's sake, I'll do it. Just I'll, let I'll me do it. Please. But then, then it occurred to us, didn't it? Yeah, it occurred to us that maybe that Annabelle might not know some crucial information. What if they asked me for her date of birth or her postcode and I didn't have it off pattern? Emily literally said, I'll just write it down for you. (laughs) So you've got it in front of you. And I went, you know what, Emily? You need to be a grown-up because otherwise we could be arrested. And uh, and it was awful to realise that I just couldn't... I just almost couldn't bring myself to do it. I was so nervous. So she and sent an email. So I sent an email. How <laughs> <laughs> very 2020. Yes, so good. 2020. But it is pathetic. I mean, I'm deeply shamed, but there you go. I didn't want an adult today and that was it. But anyway, we are not live currently from Annabelle's kitchen table with the... Scummy mummies! Scummy mummies! Yes! Hello! Yes. She said superb, you didn't say superb, but I said yeah. now I'm Should on edge. Again? I'm on edge. Yeah. yeah. With the superb scummy mummies! There we are. That's Hello that's to you both! They Hello to the listeners. They need a lot of adulation, these two. They got a bit too famous. Oh, oh we're comedians. What did you expect? You know, <laughs> oh, such tarts for laughs. They are a right pair of comedians who have given sloppy parents a good name. They are properly funny stand ups, properly famous podcasters, and properly. Properly brilliant human beings. Helen Thorne and Ellie Gibson, how the fuck are you? Well, well, what a start to things. Um, well, I am absolutely fine, but I I have a terribly awful eye. My my left eye looks horrible. I'm currently posing as Quasimodo's uh, twin sister, 
and uh, and it's making me feel yucky. It's making me feel gross. I've got a puffy eye, and look, I'd rather have a sore leg. I'd rather all sorts of things. But when when something is on your face, it just it makes you feel shit. It does. Make you it feel makes shit. you feel really shit. And it's you know, and it's affecting my sex life, which I, <laughs> which may have been the reason for it in the first it's place. It's affecting my sex life. <laughs> it pops into my head at night. Like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> she cannot right climb that. No. Oh, Helen's eye. <laughs> Do you suspect that there's a particular, particularly sort of exotic type of sex injury? Yeah, I think so. I, I, it all harks back to a one night stand and then an incident in a hot tub, which is a, which is a recipe for disaster. It was a recipe for infection. That's not quite sure what splattered in your eye. It's just not the eye that we thought would get it. Oh, anyway. God, I know. But at least it's not my fanny. And the fanny's still in working order. That's clean. That's, that's, that, that, that's absolutely fine. Every cloud. Um, we, need to get you a, we need to get you a Gabrielle-style dreams will come true. Yes. Hair patch. patch. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. I have been wearing my hair over my face and I've been wearing some very large... It's just a flock of seagull thing that's been going on quite a lot. What I suggest is we are... Slightly drinking. We could mm. later we could fashion one for you out of yes something. something crafty. We could, yes, we could soak the label off the champagne um, yeah. bottle and stick that on my face. That would be nice. We could use a mask, a, a, like a what, a face covering. Like, mask. Yeah, exactly. And she could just you have could you put got, it that way. I tell you, have you got any sanitary pads? Because then you don't even need a string. You just stick it on like a, like a post-it. Be nice. <laughs> I mean, my house, you can't face. move for sanitary pads. <laughs> Well, this is the house I want to be in. Um, excellent. I think I've had my go. Ellie Gibson, you talk about you. How are uh, you, Ellie? I'm all right. I'm absolutely fine. But yes, just struggling with, you know, the, the world coming to an end and all that, I suppose, generally. And yeah, things like, yeah, was, your story reminded me the other day when I rang the school because I couldn't pick up my little son, Joe, and I had to get my friend, Nikki, who you know to do yep. it. And she's called Nikki. Uh, her stage name is Nikki Beatnik. She's DJ Nikki on all the things. Yeah, yep. she's a good buddy of ours. <laughs> and... Um, so I rang school and I said, oh, um, uh, I can't pick Joe up, but but Harley's mum, Nikki's going to pick him up. And the school like, yes, what's Nikki's surname? And I was like, <laughs> um, Beat Nick? And they were like, um, we don't have a Nikki Beat Nick on the... And I was like, well, that's... She's, she's, she's a DJ, which didn't... As if that would make it better. Yeah, oh, that's oh, you're fine. just going oh. to a DJ whose name you don't know. Oh, that's perfectly fine. That's, they were like, like, that's the safe one. I don't, gonna pick I don't up my have kid. a DJ Nikki in the book. And I was like, um... You know the one with the Gucci bum bag yes. and, the, and the oversized glasses and the, and the over-the-knee yeah. boots? Harley's mum. Yeah, Harley's mum. You know, and they were like, okay, we'll work it out. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just stuff like that. I feel like every day is a daily sort of... Uh, battle against admin, which is even harder than it used to be. Quite yeah, it, everything yeah. feels just harder, and it's a bigger struggle. Everything and does feel harder, and also tired. we're all a bit less busy. It's mm. just a lot harder to get anything done. Mm. I just want to lie down all the time. I, I keep writing lists, and then the lists just don't get crossed yeah. off, and then I have to write another list, and that's that makes me tired. So that's hard. I agree. List making is really defeating because well, you we can't were saying, take anything off. We were saying, weren't we, just a second ago that um, so we've had COVID and lockdown and more lockdown and more nonsense but it feels like all of us have had a thing haven't we on top on top of what we've been coping with everybody mm. I know has had another little dollop of yes misery or horror yeah I know which is, makes 2020 such a good year I mean yeah it's, because it's, you, you know those things are hard enough anyway without exactly the backdrop of kind of you know doom and gloom and are we all going to be alright and every, is everything going to be okay I mean I got completely derailed the other day by the fact that they closed one of the entrance to the train 
for COVID reasons. And so you had to walk like half a mile around to go the other entrance. And I don't want that. No, you don't want that. And no. everyone's missing their trains. And then everyone's But like also in an atmosphere of not knowing what's going to happen next, the slightest little yeah. sort of inconvenience or diversion or unexpected bump in the road makes you go, holy fuck, <laughs> you mm. know. Oh yeah, it's too much. It's too much. I was in King's Cross the other day and I couldn't go in one entrance and there was, it was completely free. There was no, there was no one there, but there was just a lady who said, no, you've got to walk around. I was like, but no. And I was like, oh, I'm turned into a dreadful cunt all yes. of a sudden. She's just doing <laughs> well, her, oh, all of a sudden. I mean, it's been a gradual. <laughs> I don't mind being a dreadful cunt anymore. <laughs> Own it, Annabelle. That, Own it. That's how I know I'm old. I'll <laughs> fucking shout across a supermarket. I'll be stony-faced and unhelpful. Even I, even when I know I'm making someone uncomfortable. Catch me at the wrong on the wrong day at the yes. wrong angle. I've started tutting at people not wearing masks on the fucking train. I think that's okay. Oh, but you've always been a bit self-righteous. I know, that's, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the Emily used to offer just... her seat to pregnant women. Sorry, she used to offer other people's seats to pregnant <laughs> no, women. I would never get a seat. I'd be standing, no, but point, I'd, be like, I'd be like, you... Up. See... Yes, smiling if necessary. But now I'm tossing at the. I'm like, it's I'm one, like that. It's the ones who wear it as like a chin hammock that I find deeply mm. offensive. Like you've gone to the effort of bringing a mask, <laughs> hawking it round your ears, and then you've just a little chin hammock. And I was like, who? What benefit is that to anybody? Well, the benefit's obvious. I mean, I mean, we could I, all I mean, do with one of those. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> since the uh, since the, the the slight weight slight weight gain of Corona. But yeah, I do, oh, it makes me cross. It does make me cross on the tube, and I give them the eye. I haven't yeah. I haven't touched it. Just <laughs> my good eye, my bad eye. Very, the very I'm sorry, Emily. Helen's my very good friend, you know, and I have to interrupt because it's not it's not funny. It's a medical condition. <laughs> It's not right to laugh at. She's actually very sensitive about it, and just don't no, don't make jokes like that. Don't you know? Don't say things like, "Oh, you've got Corona of the eye." Don't, she doesn't like that. Don't like look at her and go, "Hey, Helen, you're right." Da, 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 da. I Corona. <laughs> just stop doing stuff like that. She hates it. It's no, really upsetting. Absolutely, oh. it, it cuts deep, Ellie. Yeah, it really it cuts does. deep, yeah, yeah. especially on the twentieth time you've sung it to me. <laughs> to my face. You were right. You were right. What you said on the tube. They are dreadful cunts. You're right. You're right. No, that's <laughs> Let's say it to their face. Let's say it to their face. Oh, well, the You're right. If you have an, if it's an eye or a cold sore, anything to all that happens oh, on your face. A pimple just... on the side of your nose. That, oh, anything like that. It just ruins your day. ruins everything. I did have a date. I had like a pre-date with, with a bloke off Tinder. And I just wore my big Jackie O glasses. You know, that used what? to be just called a date. Oh, it <laughs> just means you didn't have sex with date? It's where you don't fuck them, isn't it? Yes, yes. So this was a non-fucking <laughs> date because usually you just... <laughs> Okay, okay, no, 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 it was opposite my house, but he didn't know that. It was in the park. So you go to the first. Oh, so you planned to, if it went well, well you we could just take him nip him back. Yeah, yeah, I'd right. change the sheets and all, you know, oh, done it nice. Done it nice. Wow. Why, why would you do that? Why would you not change your sheets the next day? Well, because. <laughs> because well, no, I've had the guy before in the park. <laughs> Whole differently. Listen, <laughs> do not go round her house with a UV light. <laughs> It's so you went on your pre-date with your gammy eye. Yes, but I had my big Jackie O sunglasses on. So I thought at least if I met him during the day, I could legitimately have my big glasses on. And 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 um, yeah, and we were just drinking coffee. And he's like, oh, no, take them off. And then he was like, um, put them on. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, I don't. 
I do want to have sex with you, but maybe after your eyes Once get your better. eye gets better. Yeah, because I think he was just a bit... He's a, He was a singer, and I, I think he was a bit frightened. Does he sing he... through his eyes? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's maybe what he said, Ellie. Um... <laughs> I'm a singer, so I just can't have sex. I can't risk it. No, I just I'm, can't I'm risk not Lenny Kravitz, and I do need to wear, you know. I, to, you I don't want to speak out of turn, but I am your best friend, and I don't think he's the one. No, <laughs> I know, no. But he did say he had an enormous penis, so I was like, oh, is it worth letting that go for they that? They all say do that. Do they? Do they? Oh, Listen, it's not like they you know what? Basically, you're a rookie. We should say that Helen, although she's talking a good game, is new to I'm the... I'm new to fucking, so, yes. <laughs> She's new to fucking. <laughs> like good fucking, not like like other fucking. Do you want to briefly... Do you want to briefly... It's like good fellas, but good, good fucking. <laughs> briefly tell us what has All occurred. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, listener. Um, yes, about approximately uh, six and a half months ago, nearly seven months now, I became separated and it was a surprise. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, two weeks before lockdown, I was with the... Um, father of my children for nearly 22 years so the last time I had a date was never because we started going out when I was 19 and it was at university and there were no dates there were yeah, no dates no let alone pre-dates yeah yeah I know let alone you know yes exactly right so um I have now become uh yes a, a rookie in the in the world of new sex I'm looking at you Annabelle I was like you you know um <laughs> you're and- like those people who take a drug for the first time at 36 yes exactly and you think oh god this is going to be chaos yeah yeah exactly right and and of course yeah so the last time I so, did you spend much time sort of licking your wounds or did you just <laughs> I tried <laughs> honestly all the yoga in the world this honestly. if we could all do that none of us would leave the goddamn house Annabelle that's right I need recruits for that sort of behaviour straight back on the horse weren't you I was so keen I was yeah. absolutely keen and and I think I think given um, you know my circumstance like I became single two weeks before lockdown and then I had three months where I couldn't leave the house so I was sort of slight because you were trying to lick yourself oh yeah oh, <laughs> she got a terrible prick in her neck she couldn't stand up I was right. using those Pilates straps and all um, but yes uh, you know but I, I, I went onto Tinder for you know the first time I signed up and put some photos out and did a little profile and you know when you haven't you know you've been you've had children and you you're you are middle-aged and all that sort of stuff like oh no one's gonna want me no one's gonna find me attractive and I sort of hooked up to tinder and then sort of left it and then two like days- an IV yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just drip feed me the cock that's right <laughs> Um, yeah, two days later, I sort of checked in and I had 2,000 men who had swiped right. And so I was like, oh, I mean, look, they, they weren't all princes. They weren't, they weren't all, you know, there were a lot of frogs. But um, just the fact that I was suddenly a desired thing completely changed um, my mindset. And it shouldn't be, obviously. That, but it was a lovely thing. It was no, a lovely thing. A lovely thing. To, you are going to yeah. have to give me a lesson in profile Oh yes, let's do that. Yes, of course. Because honestly, I've had when I when I when I when I've stuck a toe in the waters, just waiting for Ellie to say something rude. Come on, <laughs> when I, put, I, I, when I put anything in the I waters. She said she paused. I know. Oh, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I've had like half a like, not two thousand. <laughs> yeah. By the way, listen I mean, to your the news were very tasteful. Effects. It's because we're opening a bottle of champagne because fuck it, we're together. It and is. It's we're here, and it's nearly your birthday. Oh god. Oh, I know. Sorry. What's, but... what, 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 what's your profile, Annabelle? Can you can you snapshot it for us? 
Well, now, yeah. I haven't done it in years. I tried it and right. found it so exhausting and demoralising. Mm. You know, because I tell you what... When Maybe don't write that on it. <laughs> I find it exhausting and demoralising. There you go. I'm done. When you're single and old... Yeah. Or not 25... I, I don't know, I find that if you if you go on a date, you know, if it's bad, you have to kind of recover from it. You have to really look after yourself afterwards. It's like mm, everything, all the past failures, Constantina back up on you, and it mm. becomes a very bruising thing. Yes. But you seem to be sailing through this. I know, I've had I've had a good time. I, I've sort of narrowed down. I'm, I'm no longer dating men who are, who are in finance. I had one date uh, with a you man. Brought up, just to be clear, you brought up one career. <laughs> Flirty chat, but that so, but and, I, and my age range is twenty eight to fifty. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's funny. There's a lot of boys who are twenty eight to thirty one, and then there's a bit of a dirge in that sort of middly section, and then there's okay. a lot of forty five. Yeah, plus. plus. So that's really interesting. Kind of, you know, do I? It go? is also the dirge just happens around when all women who want to have babies are desperate to try and get married and find someone. It's like, that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a sort of tumbleweed. Yeah, and I find the younger ones, like the there was one chap I was flirting with the other day who's 29, and, you know, I think it was quite appealing, and I said to him, look, I own my own house, I'm, you know, I've got a career, I've done marriage, I've done kids. I've got a fucking nectar card, bitch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tesco club card. That's right. That's right. That's the one. I, I'm, I'm quite high up in the ranks in a cardo, um, you know, things like that. And I think, you know, that appeals to him and that appeals to me because I'm like, great. Um, so, yeah, it's just a really interesting field and like this subsection of London that I had no idea about. So, yeah. And I, you know, what, the single London? Yeah, the single London. Single you know. London is very different from married London, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. As a, I'm sure it is in, in every town. So, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. But, yeah, I'm trying to be – I am safe and, you know, trying to um, – you know, I had a lot of hurts. I'm trying to protect myself. But at the same time... Do you time, think the lockdown, that those two and a half, three months, gave you time to sort of hunker down and gain some perspective and recover and be with your kids? Mm. And so you were... Do you think you fast-tracked? Yeah, I, I through think the I did separation boot camp because yeah. I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't go out and have drinks with the girls. I could, no one hugged me, for apart from my children, for three months. And yeah. when you're in the depths of trauma and sad... All you want is is an embrace. Like it was very hard because I would see my neighbours across the road and they'd run in and like Ellie would do, drop a lasagna on the front doorstep and say, "I'm really, I'm really sorry." And then we would sort of do this hug motion at each other yeah. and like all I wanted was an an embrace. Um, and I think that is yeah. So um, getting quite a lot of those these days. Yeah, all of all of the embraces. <laughs> Internally, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the internal embrace. <laughs> Again, I think that's a film. I think I've seen that. Imagine if, if you said not. that to a man on a first date. He would run screaming. It's like offering a blowjob with braces. Oh, no, God. Exactly right. Too much teeth. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I think, um, and um, also during that time, Ellie and I were still producing comedy. And like, 
um, and we talked about it on the podcast, like for the first week after I found out about things and was separated, Ellie was in Japan. And so I didn't tell I saw, her. I saw it coming. I was just like, i got to get out. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I don't want to fucking hug this bitch for a week. I'm just going to go. I'm yeah. just going to get out. No, I was on I holiday. Say, I was on holiday. Yeah. 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 So Ellie had this like holiday of a lifetime and she'd planned it for, for over a year with her parents. And then, yeah, it was like a day after she left for Japan, I, I found out the news. And um, yeah. And, and I was like, she doesn't need to know this. This is going to ruin her holiday. And um, and I didn't. So, you know, uh, it turns out I do have more than one friend. So I talked to them and to my family and then just waited for her to come home. So what did you think when you came home and discovered the carnage? I, I honestly, I thought I'd say this, but I thought I died in a fucking plane crash. Like, I was like, you know, like, so I, I came home and you messaged me, I think, I think you messaged me earlier in the week saying, what time are you home or something? Yeah. And you'd message a group we were in saying, oh, does anyone know a good therapist? And I'd message you going, oh, what's going on? And you'd gone, oh, nothing. I just need to talk about it. And I was like, you know, I was basically, you know, wheeling my parents around temples and telling, trying to get them not to ask them to cook the fish a bit more. So I was just <laughs> like, you know, fine. Uh, that's very mean to my parents. They like they like a sushi. <laughs> but do. anyway, um, so yeah, so I came back and then you Tuesday morning you told me on the phone and I just said right I'm come round in the car mm. and then so that happened and I was just we cried yeah. and then I was I was ill with it and then and then the pandemic and then when the lockdown happened and I just thought I've just have I did I die in the plane like yeah. because this is all yeah yeah because it was like, you came back you to a different London warp. yeah exactly. Yeah. Not not as much of a shock to me as it was to you, but I did not see it coming in no way. Mm. You know, I I never liked the man, but I didn't <laughs> think he, he had it in him. So yeah. it was, you know, it was a massive shock. And then I felt, and obviously I wasn't, but I felt like I was going through it with you. And I had such rage that I still have, mm. as you've yeah. seen. Wait, I'm more wait, wait. angry than you generally. So yeah, no, that's good. Even today I had one, we were walking here and I was like, oh, it boils my piss, the <laughs> fucking this. And you were like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's annoying. And I was like, yes! <laughs> and I think I'm angrier than you. Yeah, no, no, my, my best good. friend, my other best friend says that it's such a relief because I am, I'm angry for her yeah. about mm. all this stuff. Mm. Yeah, just like you would have take, made the phone call for me, you, you sometimes are very o- often angry on my behalf, which is fabulous, actually. It's great. But it, I remember how, like, I mean, your Insta lives were such a lifeline to a lot of people during lockdown because they were so funny and brilliant and, and X-rated and filthy and made us all feel so much better. But um, but I also remember, Ellie, how how pained you were not to be able to give Helen... The hug and the so, and it, I think that these are the things, aren't they? That I think so it's hard. sometimes worse for the hugger than the huggy. Mm. How you, do you mean? as in Emily, you are the hugger. Yes, and you found it very hard not to be delivering the hugs. Yes, I did. Mm. Because that 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 is an instant joy because you feel like you are doing something very magic. A hug is a magical thing. Yeah, and you know how important it is to other people. And I think, yeah, I think that was, but I think all those insta lies and the comedy and we're making like silly. Um, you know, songs and all that sort of stuff. And that kept me going. And people kept going, I come to Scummy Mummies every day to feel, you know, a relief and thank God you're doing things. And so it gave me such 
focus and purpose, even though I was sort of delaying and a bit mental, um, I think that was really good. So we spent three months not mentioning it. And then and then the bubble happened, didn't it, Ellie, where mm. we could see each other. And that was sort of mid-June. So we went into lockdown late March and then late June, we could see each other. And then we um, did a podcast talking about it. And um, and I could finally kind of come out because I just thought, I've spent seven years. Like the Scummy Mummies have been going for over seven years. And we've shared. We don't share everything, but we share. Because we have to think about your kids <coughs> and what people are going to hear and how relationships going to work in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And it had to be respectful and it had to be... It had to have some dignity but also um I talked about what uh, an impact it had had on me so it wasn't about him it was about what it feels like to be um separated so that was that was kind of liberating in a well way what did your audience think it was it it has had the biggest um reaction of any podcast that we've ever done that was mostly me going I'm crying I'm (laughs) Emily, I've got a special folder now for all your emails. Um, also, um, well, I was, was saying it's not, it's not our competition, but I also had a premature baby. <laughs> I was about to say, the other podcast that had that effect was you talking about Joe, who was yeah. very, very early. Mm. Um, and then recently we were talking about Joe again. And you turned into a sort of almost like a war reporter because Joe, what, had a temperature or a cough? He or? had a he had a cough. I think he did about five coughs. Yeah, he did. Joe, who's five, did... A cough. Yeah. Well, it went like this. We had, I think it was the weekend he got a bit of a snotty nose, which is not a symptom. Officially no, not a it's symptom. a cold. Well, we were, so we were a little bit on tenterhooks, but then we put him to bed Sunday night. He seemed absolutely fine. He hadn't been snotty all day. We were like, fine. And he'd only been back at school one week. Yeah. And I swear to God, I woke up, you know, when you wake up Monday morning and I didn't open my eyes yet. And I was just like, ah, oh, Monday. And then I just heard, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. You were like, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. So I just lay there, very still, very quiet, and just I, I imagined it. I can't. This, I, and then no. I just heard it again. <laughs> I was like, no, no, Pete, Pete, shut. We're up. fucked. So we got up, and sure enough, and he was coughing, and we were like, fuck, we've got to call the school. So we call the school nine o'clock. He's not. He's not coming in. He's got mm. a little cough. Because also, of course, it's the first time in our living memory with one person's ill, one child is ill. We're all fucked. It's yeah, like yeah. the plague. It's like put the put the crosses on the door. Yeah. So you called the school. Called school. Put the d- phone down. Nine oh one a.m. Did that child cough again? No. Has not coughed since. Three weeks ago. Has not fucking coughed. No. Not once. But not when least. you went on your expedition it, yeah. that you we filmed to live, do the right so thing, when you talk us through the... that, because it was, an ex- for, as far as Emily and I were concerned, it was a kind of feat of journalism. It oh, was boots I'm on totally, the ground, right? It was, it was basically like In your face, watching, Louis Theroux. Yes. It was like, I don't know if anybody remembers watching O.J. Simpson running on the freeway live. Yes, yes, yes. So basically, it was Ellie and Joe's quest for a test. Was there a test to be had? No, fuck no. Fuck uh, no. So <laughs> we went to all these, we went to three different test centres mm-hmm. and there were, and we met all these lovely men on the gate and they were all the same. They're all like men in high visibility jackets whose job was supposed to be to stand there and go, well, this is where you park. But their job had become standing there and explaining to reams of people, oh yeah, this used to be a walk-in centre but now it's not because the lab's overloaded and I'm really sorry I can't let you in and have you got a code and all this thing. And these men were like, they were all lovely, which I find astonishing as well. They were all really polite and patient, but they were like, no, you can't have a fucking test. You're not coming in. No, your name's not (laughs) Dan. You're going to die of a global pandemic. (laughs) 
So sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not, not laughing. laughing. I'm not laughing. Uh, yeah, that was not Helen laughing. No, no that no. was her eye exploding. Yeah, that, that's just what happens. Yeah, just a sort of weeps laughter. And um, you and I had our first gig that week after yeah. six months off, so it was imperative we got this fucking test. Yeah, so you got the cough on the Monday, and mm. it was Thursday night that we were going to do our first live show, which was all very socially distant. It was in this glorious teepee in Somerset, mm. all spread out, and we were very excited mm. and like. Two, it had sold out and there were 200 people coming so we're like yeah we want to do this yeah. and um, yeah so so, but you tried all the right ways you were trying like, I seem to remember that they told you there was a test available in a test centre in Southampton that's right they offered Southampton you live in Catford and at this point and we mm. live in South East London Catford at this point I was like right well fuck it we'll drive to City Pete I've driven to Southampton for a gig before let's do this yeah. it's yeah, two and, and a half hours it. each way but we've got a car do we have and we're yeah. very lucky that Pete well lucky that Pete's not working at the moment, which financially is <laughs> slightly unlucky. But um, the man can drive us to Southampton. So we yeah. were like, fuck it, we'll go to Southampton. Maybe they've got a very nice Greg's. I don't know. Something yeah. will turn up. And then, um, yeah, uh, so I clicked on the thing and said, yes, we'll go to Southampton. And then it said, oh, there's no time slots available. And then it offered us one in Warminster, which is like another 100 miles. Somewhere else it was 100 miles. Mm. So we were fucked. And I, we tried the phone and we tried the website. And nothing worked. And in the end, someone on Instagram said, there's a clinic in South East London where this lady, Dr. Myoni, is doing private tests. And it's 200 quid. Yeah. And we just had to yeah. do it. And I've never used I'm against private medicine in principle. I've never used it in my entire life. Um, but I had to because the choice was you and I would lose the gig mm. and lose the income. Mm. Um, and, and it's reputation and yes. it's all yeah. the other it, yeah. it was organised by other people yeah. and every part of your being told you money. that you didn't have it right? yes exactly yes. and yeah. everything as you yeah. say the child had not coughed so <laughs> yeah. we, thanks again. Joe. I had to yeah. do the maths and just go well we've yeah. got to pay this to and I said, but how lucky are we that we are in a position absolutely can, where yeah. I've got a husband who can drive to Southampton mm. and a car that I could drive to Southampton and 200 quid knocking about that I can spaff on a fucking cotton bud Yeah, you know it's so yeah it was an edifying experience and I ranted about it on the internet and, and people liked it so <laughs> but you are. didn't but it was so beautifully done in that that you you just did it step by step you showed the website you said look this is me trying to refresh it and and but the thing is that it wasn't your experience only your experience that, that waves and waves of people said yeah I'm in Aberdeen and I've been sent to Kent I'm in Manchester to Inverness and also it was Manchester to fucking Inverness I mean it was such an exposure so Ellie was locked in the house for a couple of days and and you have said this like when you're in a crisis and when things are really tricky you go into overdrive yeah yeah and she was on form I was like I love her when she's angry listener because (laughs) she's she's her best person she's her best self because she was angry and she was motivated and you were producing sketches you pretended to be a new reporter Fucking great breaking news and people Excellent. were hanging on every word and we were getting messages like I haven't been able to sleep I've just been thinking about Joe's <laughs> diagnosis and things like that yeah. but you know what talking about it. female anger is an amazingly motivating thing and we're all grown up to think that it was you know brought up things that it was unattractive we shouldn't do it but actually I completely agree when you're angry you can be effective mm. and funny and dynamic and you know we should all be a bit angrier I think yeah I think also and we were saying this earlier like that it gave us all permission to be angry mm. and I think that we've all been trying to be so good and noble and carry through and not take like we too can much. shift like, the tectonic plates of the universe with our own virtue just by being brilliant oh yeah. my husband's fucking someone else I'll be brilliant oh my kid's in trouble oh I'll just be brilliant yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll smooth it over. I will, I will make things nice. But also yeah. just... We're Maybe we'll be more effective if we're being arseholes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
But also, I... <laughs> so, you know Brené Brown, yes, the American yes. uh, researcher and writer? God, she She did yeah. this podcast, which I listened to, actually, quite near the start of lockdown, mm. about, which I'm obsessed with now, about um, overachievers and underachievers, and how there's kind of two kinds of people. And it's not about judgment. It's not about one's better or worse. Because she's an overachiever, and she talks about, like, her mum was in hospital, and so she goes into overdrive, and she's like, right, so I'm going to make a list, and I'm going to assign tasks to all my brothers and sisters, and this is how it's going to work, and I'm going to... I'm Actually, I can do that task. Actually, I can do that. And she takes all this stuff. And that's overachieving, where you sort of cope with crisis by distracting yourself, by taking on the work, and then there are underachievers who don't do that and who kind of just want to pull the duvet up and, and can't move, and they distract themselves with that and neither way is right or wrong because the overachiever always ends up burning themselves out and they put all this in and they do all this stuff and suddenly they just sort of fall apart and because they put everything on themselves everything fucking falls apart so then it's a disaster mm. so i've been wary of that and being like all right and seeing it as right this is a period of mania and making content and all this stuff but mm. i don't put pressure on myself to then keep doing that indefinitely and I don't promise anything anyone because as you know inherently I'm fucking lazy yeah and I cannot keep it up sustainably no, no it has its time yeah which and is then... why you do most of the constant content <laughs> on Instagram oh, and I just know. quietly edit the podcast in my bedroom oh my god well, that's you're really, having yeah. to be creative and you know god forbid funny you know, it slightly comes in fits and starts. But you, you must know as as a double act, as friends, as you know, yin yang to each other, is that you you have these moments where the other person rises or the other person falls, and you just you just make it up. You yeah. always mm. you were always the same whole, and at <laughs> some time. <laughs> saying every hole has goals that's what she's saying just don't do it in your eye um but yeah is that effectively what you put out there is gonna have this it's, it's like a set of scales right yeah. and sometimes the scales are even and like sometimes it's 90 percent ellie sometimes it's 90 percent helen but it's always 100%. Yeah, I often sit there and think, I'm just going to sack myself today. Yeah, I'm shit. I can't do it. But okay, so let's talk about female partnerships and female friendships. Yeah. So how long have you guys been not together? Not doing scissors with you, if that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this you is about. That's why you've got to tonight. Will. Yes. Oh, God, it's all been a ruse. Oh, um, I feel seduced. Yeah. <laughs> so Probably how long have you guys been together for? We met in 2013, so seven and a half years ago, and we met at a comedy club. Clubs are probably... Clubs a strong word. <laughs> it, was, it was a shipping container. It was a shipping <laughs> container, Ellie, yes. With crates in it, which the audience sat on. There was no heating, so they no, had, they had blankets. blankets. Yeah, and... Um, and there were some fairy lights. Those yeah, were lights. that's right. And there were some Spanish tourists. Two Spanish tourists. Who were very confused. They were confused <laughs> why they were there. So, you, so you've been together for seven years, and Emily and yeah. I have been together for... I mean, 17... But yeah. intensely. But did you meet at school? You were at the same school, is we that right? We were at the same school, but we weren't friends. That's and then we... I was in the year below, and Annabelle just sort of like glided around, and I thought she was marvellous. She glid. She glid around. Oh, I, I, Gloated, there's, I there's, there's, a, there's a, there's a <laughs> mum at school, uh, there's a mum at school who said, oh my God, she listened to um, your podcast, and then she realised who you were, and she was like, oh, I went to school with Annabelle, she was amazing. I'm like, isn't she amazing? I'm like, she's my friend. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I like own you now in the I school ground. I was an asshole, <laughs> but a brilliant asshole, Annabelle. Yeah, by the sounds of things, an impressive asshole. Yeah. That's my shtick. <laughs> 
Isla Belle Rifkin. Impressive. Impressive. Oh my God, we need to get this. Oh, I'm fine with that. Let's get the t-shirts. Own it. Yes. Um, so, um, so yes, yeah, so we, we became great friends in 2003 and then started working together from 2015, 16. But there's this idea with women that partnerships, friendships, working relationships have to be very combustible. That has not been our experience. Yeah. And I don't believe it's been yours, has it? No, no, absolutely not. And and also, um, as you guys are now, when, when you bring money into it, like as well, like I, I love Ellie dearly and I can't live without her. Um, but also we have now the way our business has gone, like we need each other for, yeah. you know, like in, in all sorts of ways. And that, and that I think that does have a slight impact on what you do and your work and where you've reached in your career as well. Is that like you work extra hard. There's, you know, the, the stakes get higher. Cause also you're making each other money. Yeah. But also I don't know about you, but there's a mutual understanding that the money is extremely important, but less important than the relationship. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And that, that always comes down to it. It's just yeah. a way to facilitate being together more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah, to have and anything, lovely lunches, lovely, lovely looks, lunches. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but people are so keen to say, Oh, well, they're jealous of each other. Oh, well, they're competitive. Or what? Well, because they're we're not. not men. We're not fucking men. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ellie, you I talk. Ju- no, well, but I don't, I just, I find, I've always found that nutty though. I've never had that in my other female friendships, even mm. before I met you. Like, yeah. You, you lift each other up and you're grateful if the other person has a success you're brilliant like and I always say it's the mm. good of the whole absolutely I see coming from my whole. Whole. <laughs> for the, the good of my whole, whole. talking hey. holes you know, <laughs> Ellie and Helen yes. if you're getting it in all the holes that's yes. the same as me yes so, exactly does exactly. the eye count as a whole uh, it does now yeah I think so I think yeah, yeah. so I think I've brought that in I've introduced that into the mix with yeah. a working friendship mm. that it becomes incredibly important mm. like really a very profound thing yeah. in your life yeah it's, yeah, it's such Spoiler a gift. Alert, my birthday card to you is basically just like a mass gush about how I can't live without you <laughs> Uh, spoiler alert, my birthday card to you, because both our birthdays are in October, is um, it's got Marie Kondo, because I know you hate it. <laughs> That's a different dynamic, isn't it? That's a different... Well, Does this bring me joy? Yeah, no, I got rid of that thing that didn't spark me joy, so that's good. That's 2020 done. But you take the rough with the smooth. Yeah. You do. So, so we're going to sign off. Okay. And we're going to say... We love you, Ellie and really? Helen. We love Bloody you love so you. much. We do. Really? Oh. Thanks for having us, guys. It's been nice. Um, we've got to go. Though, so. She always says nice, which she means. You're not going me. anywhere. <laughs> um, We're in here for the long no. haul. Thank Can you we... for having us. We actually, and you know that sentiment is quite difficult for me, Helen, Dreadful, but yeah. we do admire and love you very much. Mm. Oh my so, God, did that, that sound really hard? That was hard. It's you like, just made me feel better about everything, including my birthday, Ellie. <laughs> yeah. Can I? Can I just um, towards the end of this podcast say uh, we sat around this table in Je- was it January? Yeah, I think it we was. Had, uh, we had had quite a night. You made a lovely chicken pie, Annabelle. <laughs> it was a lovely chicken pie, and we stayed far too late. We overstayed our welcome. And on the way home, I think it was two a.m. And we oh. live we live very far away. So we live in far. You're so, so good. far. So They're far. in West London. We're in South East London. And about ten minutes into the car journey, I was like. Oh, oh no, Ellie. Oh, no, no, I'm going to do a very bad thing. And I threw up into my rucksack for 40 minutes. Can, um, I, can I add to this? That the, 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 a few months, how many months earlier, you yeah. come to our book launch yes. and spewed. Yeah. Spewed. <laughs> Bombed. This is a terrible thing. So, so I'm trying not it's to. It's going to be messy. Yeah, okay, that's it. Do my you think you could actually spew from your eye? <laughs> 
That's how she got this one. I know, exactly. I thought it was because the man had a penis that went out of my eye, but it's not. It's not that at all. Anyway, what a lovely way to end things. On no, it was lovely. Yeah. And then I, I, for some reason, I ended up with your bag or something. Mm. or A bag full of sick. No, yeah. we, we put that in the bin, didn't we? Or did you hold it? I think I took the key items out of your bag. Yes. And I think we bin the, the bag, but That's... then I took them home. And then Pete was like, oh my God, there's sick in your headphones. And I was like... Helen, he was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm a spewer, ladies. I'm a everyone's spewer. got a thing. Everyone's got a thing. That's your thing. That's fine with us. I <laughs> mean, some people it's cake decorating. <laughs> some people like knitting. Yeah. Yeah. Vomiting. Vomiting. <laughs> Great. So let's see what happens later. Okay. Oh, oh, thanks everybody. Thank bye. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rivkin and Emily McMeekin of The Mid-Alt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Enough with the living and learning. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.